Welcome to the Art of Personal Leadership, a Multiplier's Leadership Podcast. I'm Emily James, founder and director, and your podcast host. Together, we're learning to lead ourselves well so we can lead others better. So let's go. And welcome to the Art of Personal Leadership podcast. I'm Emily James, your host. Thanks for tuning in today. Listen, if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, we would love for you to do that. We release a new episode almost every Tuesday. So if you're subscribed to it, you will get the notifications that a new one is up. So make sure to do that. If you haven't yet, you can do that at any podcast platform that you're listening on. Also, we would love for you, if you've been enjoying these episodes, if you enjoy this episode, we would love for you to uh, rate the podcast, give us a five-star rating, or comment, leave a post, uh, share, like the podcast. All those things help us out so much as you do that. So we would love for you, if you've been listening to this podcast, if you're just tuning in and you really enjoy today's episode, we would love for you to do that. We really appreciate it. It helps so much. Gets the word out. Share if you're if you got through here through Facebook or Instagram, share the post, like it, comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. So we so appreciate you doing that. Here we are in our second last week of the James series. Uh, We didn't have one last week because uh, I was actually on vacation. So we took a break off from everything. It's so nice just to rest and relax and restore. Uh, We didn't get to do much. We're located in Ontario. So right now we're in our like, I don't know, feels like lockdown number 300, but I think we're actually at what we would consider lockdown number three. Uh, And so we just spend some time as a family spend some time exploring uh, different conservation areas, had a lot of rain days, so caught up on some reading and and things like that. So just enjoyed a week off. But if you haven't been tuning in, we are in the middle of our James series study. So if you haven't heard the other ones, I suggest you go back and listen. We've been talking about building our leadership endurance. And I just really felt as I was going through uh, James few months back that had some key principles when it comes to leadership, when it comes to our life, and when it comes to building that strength and endurance as we lead people, as we, uh, you know, encourage and empower people and what we can learn from really what James is describing to us as living as Christians, as living as believers. And so we've been going through that. We've talked about faith and humility, and we've talked about uh, patience. Well, actually today we're talking about patience. Today we're talking about patience and endurance. I love how the first episode really uh, touched on faith and endurance. And today we're talking about patience and endurance. And so uh, it is definitely a, an episode or, or sorry, a topic where um, I glean just as much as you. I can do more, well to be more patient person. And so as I read these scriptures and as I really dived into patience, it's been something that has been on my heart for a long time. In fact, actually, in my book, Get Over It, I'm going to reference that a little bit today because we're going to talk about that. I actually had a portion of the last chapter that was dedicated to patient endurance. It was something that 
caught my attention when I was writing my book, Get Over, about overcoming obstacles. And, and it was in the, the last chapter that talked about moving forward and how do we now take what we talked about in the last six or seven chapters of the, the book that I wrote and actually move forward, actually get over some of these obstacles that hold us back. And one of the things I talked about is patient endurance, patiently enduring. And I just got so uh, gravitated towards those definitions and really what that meant when it came to dealing with two major things. So obviously, when we're patient about something, it's generally because we're waiting on something. We're not very good at waiting. We've, we've kind of grown up in a culture and a world where there's so much instant gratification. Uh, things come fast. Things come quick to us. And so there's this, uh, you know, this just innate in us to not really want to wait, to want to get things quick and fast. And yet I see through so much in scripture how God takes people through a process. And as he does that, changes us from the inside out, or at least it should. That's what God is doing in our lives. So when we patiently endure, we actually come out of it so much better on the other side. But there's often times where we just don't want to wait. We think our timing's better. We think our idea is better, or we're just tired of waiting. We don't understand that patient endurance. So I'm patiently enduring. I am both patient and enduring this circumstance, this situation. We're going to talk about a little bit about David and Saul and the difference between them. But I want to go into um, the James scriptures right now and just read to you from James 5. And I'm going to start in verse 7. Dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmers who patiently wait for the rains in the fall and the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. You too must be patient. Take courage for the coming of the Lord is near. Don't grumble about each other, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. For look, the judge is standing at the door. For examples of patience in suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end. For the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. You know, and here we're talking about, this is what we're talking about in this series, is building that leadership endurance. What are key principles that we can understand as leaders, as people, as believers, to be people who can endure, who who run the race with longevity, who stick it out, who overcome, who persevere, who stand with faith, who lead others, who empower others, even in the midst of chaos. And as the scriptures says, suffering, that even in the midst of it, because that is guaranteed. We know it. We see it in scripture. We understand that to be true. We live in a fallen world. And what we do know is that suffering happens, difficult things happen, hard times happen. And what God calls us to do is in the midst of that is to endure, to stay steadfast, immovable is what some of the scriptures say, that we would stand firm 
on who God is. And James is saying in this scripture that a big piece of that is to have patience, to be a patient person. It's one of the fruits of the spirits is patience. And, and so, so often when we're looking at endurance and, and strength and building that, it's kind of one of those things that we know, like, I think we talk about patience enough. Most people know that it's important to be patient, but I don't think we value it and put enough emphasis on it as we should in terms of what that really means in our life. So I'm going to go through a little bit about patient endurance, sort of the definition that I just, you know, really discovered or kind of delved into into my book. And then I'm going to just go through a few things from actually Hebrews. I know we're in the chapter of James, but Hebrews 10 really talks about a call to perseverance is endurance in the midst of difficult times. And there was a few keys I just want to pull out for that for us today. So it's interesting here. Let me give you the definition of the two words. So patient, according to dictionary.com, is the is able to accept or tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. So that's the actual definition of patient. To be patient is to be able to accept and tolerate delays or problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. And the definition of endurance is the power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process without giving way. So patience is our ability to accept that there will be delays. We may endure problems. There will be suffering, but I'm not going to get annoyed or anxious. This isn't going to overcome me. And then the endurance is the empower, the power to actually go through that process without giving way, whether that process be waiting, whether that process just be uh, grieving, whether that process be uh, letting God lead and surrendering our goals and, and dreams and desires to God. So it's the to accept or to tol- tolerate, endure problems, suffering, or difficult process without becoming annoyed, anxious, or giving way. To accept that there will be suffering than to go through a difficult process without becoming annoyed or giving up. That's what the two definitions, when we hear of patient endurance, that's what it means together. In Hebrews 10 verse 36, it says, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will, then you will receive all that he has promised. You know, so often we want to just get things done or we see things before it's maybe the time. Maybe there's a passion, maybe there's desires, maybe there's things that we're uh, seeing or going through or things that we love to do. 
and we kind of can see a bit of it in the, in the future or we've got this thing that's been planted in our mind, whether that be from our upbringing or, or, or just scenarios that have happened in our life where this is an expectation of our life. This is what will happen or this is what I'm accomplishing. And so many of us get sidetracked when that goal, that dream, that thing, that, you know, I was supposed to be married by this time or have kids by this time, or uh, this is what my life should have looked like, or I never thought I'd be in this job. I always thought I'd do this. Or, I mean, all these what ifs or if then, or why didn't this happen? Or this should have happened. And so many of us actually give up dreaming, give up whatever it might be. I was actually just talking to someone today through my role as a pastor and they had a lot of expectations of of what church and Christians should be like. That They actually lost hope in Jesus and in following God because those expectations of people, of the church, of what they thought it should have been or what should have happened. And so they gave up hope on Jesus because of those things. And so often we do that in in life. Maybe we haven't completely given up hope in Jesus or in God, but we give up hope in something, in a promise maybe of God's or in an understanding or we've been told that we aren't good enough so much that we give up that that hope in who we are as children of God, that identity as children of God. Or we've been turned down so many times in 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 a interview that we give up that hope and that thought of, hey, God has something better for you. Hey, there is something out there. Hey, God will provide for you. But when we can see that even in uh, disappointment, even in rejection, these are some of the topics that I actually talked about in my book, Get Over It. Even in the midst of them, when they happen to us, there is so much that God does in our life. There's so much that he's working on, that he's teaching us, that he's showing us. That in the midst of these sufferings, if we can say, God, it doesn't look like what I thought it is now, but I know there's greater things, or I'm going to wait, or I'm going to be patient here, or I'm going to trust that you have the right timing, the right person, the right moment, the right place, whatever it might be in your situation, in your life, and I'm going to trust you. We we actually become more patient when we trust that process. And we can actually begin, I talk a lot about this in, in dealing with the waiting. I'm pretty sure I've done a podcast specifically on that topic. And what can we do in the middle of waiting or seasons where we're maybe yearning or longing for something? Or there's this season where we've really got to work up this patient endurance in our life. And there's a lot that we can do and that we can learn in those seasons. There's you know, a development opportunities. There's, I talk about how important in those times it is to serve other people and who else, who can you help in that season? 
journaling and writing, uh, sharing your testimony. All of those things are great opportunities to do during that waiting season. But so often we think that waiting season is maybe God's rejection, maybe God's disappointment in us. Uh, Maybe God's saying no, maybe God's saying, or maybe we just believe that God doesn't actually have anything for us. He doesn't have promises for us. He doesn't, you know, we're not actually have purpose. And yet what God's doing is he's just walking us through this process of becoming more and more like him. And a perfect example of this in scripture is Saul and David and their completely different perspectives of what they did during this time. You know, David had to wait so many years from the time that he was anointed king to actually becoming king. And then even when he became king, there were so many difficult times in his life, so much suffering that he actually went through and endured through. And it was true with Saul. And what Saul did in the middle of this process is that he said, God, You're taking too long, basically. You know, I don't know what words or thoughts went through his head, but through his actions and and what he did and how he disobeyed God at times, it showed that he didn't patiently endure. He didn't trust God in that process. And he didn't learn that fruit of the spirit of patience to say, God, I trust you in this. And though it doesn't look like what I thought, or maybe this is what I thought might have happened, or this is when it might have happened, or this is how it should have happened. I'm going to trust you and I'm going to be patient and I'm going to wait on the Lord. And, and Saul had a completely different attitude than that. David, he was after God's own heart. His focus was on God and God's purpose and plan. And if that meant years and years before he became king, or if that meant at times it looked like he was going to get defeated or whatever it might be, he trusted God's purpose and plan. Saul didn't. And so often we had to ask ourselves, what place am I in right now? Am I leaning towards a Saul or am I leaning towards a David, a person who is after God's heart, who is trusting that God has a plan, that though it's waiting or there's suffering or there's a difficult process that I'm going through, I'm going to trust what you've done for me. And I just want to read a couple scriptures from Hebrews 10 and pull out a few points for you today. In this verse, these verses, the the part of this, these, this chapter is actually called A Call to Persevere. And there's some pretty key points that we can learn through this. So let me just, Hebrews 10, it starts in verse 23. It says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect meeting together some people do but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near and you know there's a couple things that I just want to pull out here Uh, let me just read to you actually in verse 22 as well it says let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts fully trusting him fully with sincere hearts into the presence of God 
for our guilty conscience have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed pure with water. And I just want to pull out a few key points here in these scriptures in, in Hebrews 10, where remember, it's a call to perseverance. What can we do to persevere? What can we do to patiently endure, whether that be waiting, whether that be suffering, whether that be a difficult season in our life, difficult time. I mean, this right now is a difficult season, no matter where you're at, especially if you're in a leadership role or capacity right now, it can be so hard uh, to, to empower people, to keep leading people, to keep encouraging people, to, to vision, to even be able to know, God, where are you leading and guiding us? Like this just does not seem right. This doesn't seem okay. This doesn't seem, this is never what I would have seen 2020 and 2021 looking like. But God, what are you doing in the midst of it? How can I, rather than like a Saul, think, God, you don't have it together. I don't know what you're doing. Does it make sense? I'm going to do my own thing. But how can I be more like a David who says, God, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to lean towards you. I'm going to lean into the heart of God and really try to understand where you're taking us. I'm going to keep my eyes focused on you. That's what I'm going to have to, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let this overcome me. I'm not going to give way to whatever this is. I'm not going to become annoyed and anxious about this. Why? Because my hope is in you and that gives me a assurance. So this is what we see in Hebrews 10, this call to perseverance, this call to endure. First is to enter in, to come into the presence of the Lord, to have that time where you are just drawn into who God is. It says to enter in and to draw near to God. This is a time when you are building up that patience and that endurance, that trust in God and in the process and in the situation and what you're enduring or the suffering that you may go into, the first thing that we do is we enter in and we draw near to God. God, just time in his presence, time speaking to him, time listening, time in the quietness, in the stillness, of who he is, as we draw closer to God, we're able to trust him in greater ways. When we see him for who he is and what he's done, that his promises will never fail, we have greater trust. And with greater trust comes greater endurance because we are patient in that process. It says to come with a sincere heart. This is one of the things that we see about David is that he was truly as even though he made mistakes, even though he was a man of sin, as we all are, he came with a sincere heart. He wanted to know God's heart for him, for the people. He wanted to do right by God. And so sometimes when we're anxious or when we've allowed this waiting season or when we're getting to this place where we want to just give up or maybe we have given up or maybe we're just about to give up, we need to come and ask God, God, whatever, create in me, oh God, a clean heart, renew 
a right spirit. God, is there something in my heart right now that has hardened me towards you? Is there a disappointment? Is there an offense? Is there a rejection? Is there, what are these things that I've allowed to seep into my life during this time? And rather than say fix on you and trust you in the process that I've actually allowed to harden my heart towards you. And God, show me those things so that I can make it right. Show me those things so that I can be passionate about what you want in this season and where you're taking me or just that trust, building up that trust in God and in what he's doing, even when we can't see it. Assurance of faith. And so we talked about faith and faith and specifically endurance. It's kind of like we're coming back around with this. The first episode was faith and endurance. And this one is patience and endurance. How endurance is built through our patience, just as it is through our faith. And it's that assurance of our faith. So if you haven't listened, I'm not going to go deep into this because we really did talk about uh, faith and faith and endurance in the last one. But if you haven't, I would suggest going back to that first episode to go through that. The next one is to hold on to hope. To hold on to hope. So much of our perseverance of our endurance, is that ability to have hope, to trust in Jesus. Who is our hope? Who is our hope? That is Jesus. And so if we're going to patiently endure, we're going to have hope that what is coming or what God has said he will do, he will do. That's the promise. That's the faith and hope that we talked about in the first couple episodes. And as we hold on to that, we actually it's actually easier to begin to endure suffering because we find hope in the midst of it. And the last one is to love others or serve others. It talks in this chapter about gathering together or serving or empowering one another. It is so crucial in our own seasons of waiting and 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 going through a process or suffering or uh, this patient endurance that we actually are also at the same time pouring into others. If we get so self-absorbed or into what's going on in our own situation, in our own circumstance, it, it, it becomes so inward in our time. We're not reaching out to people. We're not talking to people. We're not sharing life together. This, we see this so often in, in situations where leaders or pastors or people that have turned so inward with whatever they're dealing with and whatever they're going through that they've actually, and nobody knows what they were fully going through or something happens to them that people are shocked by or because we can tend to turn so into uh, what's going on and and we've got to deal with those things. We've got to have those people around us, but that's how we create community, get involved in people's lives, pour into other people, have people pour into you, create that community, have those people, serve someone. There's so much joy and so much um, anticipation and expectation that can happen in life, that hope, that, that peace that rises up when we serve other people. And so these are ways that we can actually build patience in our own life. 
if we're going through a difficult season, if we're going through a waiting season, if we're going through an unknown season, a season where it just feels so hard to vision, to see the future, to understand what's happening, to lead other people towards something you're not even sure what it is, then begin here. Begin with this call to persevere. How can I persevere? I need to enter in and draw near to God, my one source. I need to come with a sincere heart. God, is there anything in my heart that needs to be cleansed? Is there anything? I need to hold on to hope and I need to pour outward. I need to find my people. I need to create community. I need to serve and love one another. And when we do that, it builds a greater awareness of what God's doing in our own life. And then we begin to see, we hold on to that hope. We see what God's doing through our life by just serving and and just being with people and just being able to pour out there. And as time goes on, hindsight is 2020 and we will always look back and say, God, I didn't see it then, but I see it now. Or God, I wasn't sure how that was going to turn out. Or God, that was the most difficult season of my life. And though maybe it hasn't completely turned around, whether that's a grieving season and you've lost someone, that person's not necessarily back in your life, but there is this greater hope for tomorrow. There's this greater anticipation of what God is doing in your life, this greater understanding of where he's taking you or what he's done through you because of it or how he's impacted other people because of your life and your testimony. So I would just encourage you today that if you're going through a difficult season, if you're going through a waiting season, if this has been a really tough year for you, one of the ways is to build up that patience, to say, God, this will not overcome. And the greatest way to have patience is in God is to trust and hope in his purposes and plans for your life because he does have them. Thanks for listening to an episode of The Art of Personal Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this podcast today. For more information about Multipliers Leadership, you can head to multipliersleadership.com. And don't forget a new episode every Tuesday morning.